Hello, welcome to Cowboy Red. The dust has settled on the Luton draw and it's time for Anton Forest to go again as they go to Anfield on Sunday. Can they get anything? Who should play and what formation should Steve Cooper use? Are all on the agenda today in the company of a Reds fan, Arsha Ali. Afternoon, Arsha. How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys? Good, good, good background. I mean, this is bad for iTunes, but we're, we're commenting on the quality of the shirts behind you there in the background. Yeah. So I'm moving house. I'm surrounded by boxes at the moment. So it was either look at these or look at picture hooks that I haven't removed. You know, I mean, look at that. That is one of the best forest shirts ever. True. Uh, that's what, so for people on iTunes, what's that like, 1980? 80 something. Usually, it's usually the one that has skull on the front and it's the center forest badge. So you'll know that. And it's got the, like the old school Adidas logos on the sleeves. Quality, quality. And uh, back with us today is Michael Temple. Temps, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. I've just got a doll's house in the background and my, my kid's little toy fire truck. I can't compete with uh, Arsh's shirt collection, which is extensive and beautiful. Oh, yeah, it goes on. It goes on all the way down there. You can't see it. You've got the cricket on the TV and judging by what's happening, it looks like it's over already. So it didn't take long to knock that off. No. Miserable, <laughs> miserable World Cup for England, unfortunately. Right, uh, as I say, obviously we're here to talk about Forest, not the World Cup. Uh, Arsha, kick us off. Are you resigned to defeat, fancying a draw, dreaming of a win? Uh, How are you seeing it? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I hope it doesn't get ugly, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But they'll obviously look at our recent vulnerabilities and they'll probably crank up their attack. But... I don't know. I mean, it, it depends how you go there and, and set up. That that Chelsea game still gives gives me heart. I know, you know, Liverpool and Chelsea you can't really necessarily compare them. One's much further along in their sort of team cohesion and whatever. But yeah, I mean, Liverpool as a team, I find them quite interesting. I mean, Liverpool as a as a place as well as a city, I, I find really interesting. I, I film a lot up there, and I'm going back in a couple of weeks to to film there as well. But, you know, I mean, Klopp, what can you say about him? For me, he's he's far more, he's a far more interesting manager than the likes of Guardiola, just because he can, if you think about how long he's been there as well, since 2015 and how he's evolved Liverpool, it's, it's interesting. Are you allowed to say what you're filming or not? Or is that all he's... Yeah, I mean, I can. It's probably a show that no one who's listening to this um, will watch. You know, maybe your, your wives might, might have watched it. It's a real sort of rom-com type show. It's called Funny Woman. The Sky. Oh, the Sky, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're doing a second series of that. Um, but yeah, so it's one to recommend for, for your wives and your loved ones. There you go. That's in lieu of the fee that I never pay Arsha for doing this. So there you go. What's that on the Sky? Temps, how are you feeling about the game? Yeah, I think... Um... How am I feeling about the game? Well, Liverpool are getting back to their best, aren't they? I think Van Dijk was was good against Everton. He's his form has been um, central to their highs and lows in recent seasons. He's had a dip, but seemed to be um, back on it. But I think more strikingly, they've 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 fitted that um, front three now, haven't they? And found the kind of blend that they need. They had to go again um, after after losing um, two thirds of the, the the combination, which worked so well for them for a significant. Um, period of period of time, and they've I think they've found that that blend again now um, with the with the pace and poise of uh, the two that, that that are joining joining Mo Salah. He was exemplary against Everton. One of the few um, players in the Premier League that can um, turn a game with a with a moment of genius. I rate him extremely highly, and I think if if we are going to get anything from that game, 
we have to find a way for our defence to, to tame their front three because when they're on song, they're very, very tough to stop. Yeah, yeah. I do fear that Liverpool are a different beast to what they have been the last couple of years in in attack. And I think they're quite as bad in defence. There's more of an interesting blend in midfield around where McAllister plays, where Schlobberzai plays and stuff like that, where Alexander-Arnold plays. So there's lots of interesting developments, but I'm not writing us off in this one. I think maybe, obviously a draw is a long shot and I think we'll lose, but I do believe we can uh, get something, certainly. Uh, Tom in the comments has uh, said thanks to the podcast, which is great. He's running the 2024 London Marathon and he's pushed for his long runs. Uh, Tell us who you're running for, Tom, and I'll uh, mention that if you're still with us. Give you a quick plug. Uh, right, we might as well just go straight into lineups and then it'll inform uh, quite a lot of the rest of the conversation. So uh, we've all done one as normal and we shall start. Uh, actually, we'll start with yours, uh, Temps, because Arshers is probably a more interesting one to make a pitch around. So as ever, for the benefit of uh, iTunes listeners and Spotify, I shall read it out and then interrogate Temps on where it's all going to go wrong. Uh, right, Turner in goal, back three, Bolly, Murillo, near Kate. Aurier and Toffolo as wing-backs, Mangala and Sangare sitting, and then Gibbs-White and Dominguez uh, as more advanced eights, I would say. Tempting to talk about that. And then I've put Alanga up front, so I made a horrible gaffe there. You had one job. I had to text you in WhatsApp of all things, <laughs> my lineup. You've got some specialist software, and you still can't muster an accurate representation of my 11, which does so have that Chris, Chris Wood? Top. Yeah, Chris Okay, Wood. sorry. Sorry about that. Talk us through the rest of it then, and <laughs> apologies for me. Well, we've reverted to a, a, a back three, back five, depending on, on your viewpoint. And I've, I've retained Toffolo on, on merit. I, I think that um, Aina will be displeased with that. But Toffolo's come in, grabbed the shirt and, and done pretty well. And the, the three centre-halves I've, I've, I've gone for, see, a, a recall for, for, for Nia Carte. Just having spoken about the, the physical prowess of the, the front three at Liverpool, I just think that um, this is a game which we'll need him to be um, at his at his best for. And I do think we'll, we'll revert to the additional centre-half in the side. And then going forward, I just found it impossible to, to find a way to, to leave out any of Mangala, Sangare, um, Dominguez. So I've tried to find um, a midfield system that allows them, them all to play uh, and, and still retains... Gibbs White Wood, reta- Wood retains his place up top on merit. He was he was exceptional at the weekend and uh, didn't deserve to be on anything other than than a winning team. So yeah, a bit of a bit bit of a make a uh, bit of a makeshift midfield in a in a shape sense. But I think there's enough dynamism amongst Dominguez uh, and Gibbs White um, in particular to make make this one of those asymmetric shapes where Gibbs White Dominguez have a bit of license to pop up where they need to be. Mangala and Sangare have a, a bit more rigidity um, in, in needing to make sure that we we retain our shape. But I just think those four are must-picks. Chris Wood's a must-pick. And we can debate the, the back five perhaps a, a bit more extensively. I didn't think it was a game for, for wingers, um, hence why I have actually dropped um, Ilanga, um, despite your representation of, of my team, <laughs> uh, because there will be times when we'll need to be uh, deep and compact. And I just think those... Those wingers could be a little bit surplus to requirements in this system. Okay, uh, yeah, I think that's all fair. Oh, let me ask a couple of ones. You've got Murillo in the middle of a back three. I mean, it's a very this is nitpicking, but would you not play um, near Kate there? Just because Murillo is quite good driving the ball out on that left side. We saw it quite effectively against Luton, and I, I kind of think the senior you need a senior player in the back three. Does that worry you playing Murillo there or not? 
Marillo's not getting dropped anytime soon, is he? Because he's he's won his place and, and stayed in there on on merit. So you can no, argue both with near Cate yeah, as in middle for left. You can argue both ends against the middle there. I just you, you're going to be um, on an island with Mo Salah at, at some point on the on on the left side of that back three. I think near Cate is perhaps best place to do that. So yeah, fag fag packet between them. But I, I am probably making a case for near Cate over Marillo on the on the left side of the three. Uh, any temptation to bring Olerena in on either side? Toft's done well, hasn't he? I don't think he's done uh, much wrong. I think if, if there was a, a place up for debate on form, it's Serge Aurier, who had a, a bit of a rotter on Saturday. I'm not buying all those that said, I told you so, this is what happened at Spurs. He's had a bad game um, amongst a pretty extended period of decent games, rated in the camp. He's had the, the armband on, on more than one occasion. So I, I'm keeping faith with Serge Aurier for a, at least another match. Uh, and probably the last one I'll ask you about. Any temptation to play Elanga for his pace instead of, I guess it would be Gibbs White? Yeah, I'm I'm still making a case for, for Gibbs White being a, a must-pick in this side, despite what um, Elanga did against Chelsea and on the break against Arsenal, where he's able to have impact from from the bench. He gets minutes in this in this game, but for me, it's Gibbs White over Langer for this one. Cool. Right. Uh, we'll go to Arshers, uh, and then we'll talk around that, and then we'll go to mine. Let's see if I've got Arshers right or not. Uh, when we do, it's like I say, one job, and I messed it up for ten. So we'll see how <laughs> Arshers goes. Uh, right. I'll read it out again for the benefit of people listening. Uh, Turner in goal, Worrell, Bolly, Murillo as a back three, Aurier, Toflo, wingbacks, Mangala, Sangari, Dominguez in midfield, Elanga, I've stuck probably a bit too far to the left, I don't know, and then actually Chris Wood up front, so I got that right. Uh, don't talk about Joe Worrell specifically, Arsh, because no. I know everyone's going to jump on that in the comments. Yeah. But just give us the general uh, thoughts around the formation and a couple of other points of how you think that they'll go about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Temps. I think um, we revert to a back five um, on this occasion. I mean, it suits the personnel we've got at the moment, really, doesn't it? I mean, we don't really have um, any wingers, really, but we can just about kind of scrape together some some wing backs that will put in a performance. Um, I mean, Toffolo for me, I mean, oh, oh you've got Toffolo in there. I actually had uh, Ola Aino in my team. <laughs> <laughs> I just spotted that. Who made these? Did Matt's kids make these? One job, one job. I did them very quickly, I must say. Yeah, but, but like, like you know, like Temps just said as well. I think it's you know, he has performed well. You can't say that he hasn't. But the only thing I had on my mind is whether you know, up against you know, a Luis Diaz or a Gakpo or Salah or whoever occupies that kind of space on on the day, would you want some more athleticism? You know, if you're saying that um, Ola Aina provides that kind of a bit more general speak kind of cliche dynamism and, and and athleticism would you would you rather have him in there but you know you've got Toffolo on there so we might as well just leave him in um and on the other side you know even though he he morphed into a, a salmon for some reason in that first goal Aurier against Luton not to harp on about Luton but that was that was so weird I don't know what he was trying to do I you know I agree with Lewis when he came on Talking about that, he's like, I have no idea what he's trying to do. He probably stays. I, I don't. Again, I'm I'm with Temps. I don't buy that. You know, oh, this is what you know. He's this is the Spurs version of um, 
Or yeah, I don't, I don't buy any of that. I think he's been pretty solid for us, and you know, he's not the only one who's had uh, bad games or maybe not got to the level that he, you know, that players have, have got to um, last season. I definitely keep that middle three. I think they're really there's something about them. Um, I'd probably have. I know you've got Sangare sort of, you know, on that left bit, but you know, I'd probably have him sort of sitting a little bit and have. Mangala in that kind of left space, and, and and instead of Gibbs White here, I I, I would sacrifice him uh, on this occasion. Um, even though against Luton, you know, he he was sort of, you know, he had the assist for the assist a couple of times. Um, I feel like in a game like this, you could probably get away because we're going to be on the counter. There's, there's no doubt about it. But I feel like you could probably get away with Dominguez kind of mopping up that work. Um, I quite like, you know, him as a as a kind of box to box player, and you know, he's he, he's pretty tidy with the ball as well. So on this occasion, I would probably take uh, Morgan out of uh, this game, and then that front two is 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 actually interesting because I've watched quite a lot of Liverpool um, recently as well, and you've obviously got Trent Alexander Arnold, who's basically, you know, everybody knows this now. Uh, he's he's sort of inverting and he's becoming that kind of defect de facto central midfielder, which uh, on, a, on the occasions that I've watched Liverpool, which that has left Konate exposed. And and, and the, over the last couple of games that I've seen, Konate has been a bit shaky. So I feel like if you're going to get anything on the counter in this game, you're going to target that right-hand side, you know, when, he, when Trent is coming inside and, you know, you're sort of leaving Konate or, you know, whoever, possibly Matip, uh, who who occupies that right hand side? So if you're going to lump it long and you're going to try and find someone with with pace, surely that's Alanga. And I liked uh, their link up, Alanga and Woods. Um, it, it was very uh, productive. So that that's sort of what I would go with. And obviously, there's a there's a big there's a big name in there. Um, yes. So and I don't have the comments on, and I you know, and that's that's for a reason. <laughs> so the Joe Wall is the name that will uh, catch the attention of people, obviously, after his mistake against Luton. And uh, one thing we should note beforehand is it was his uncle's funeral, the police officer who uh, died recently. Um, so he's obviously had a rough week. That was on Monday. Uh, and he also had a rough game on Saturday. So um, I don't think people in the comments have been too horrific, but try and bear that in mind if you are going to completely bury him. Or actually, please don't completely bury him. Just disagree with the selection. Um, so, what's the thinking there, Arsha? If he's in the right frame of mind to start, which is yeah. a guarantee he is. But if he is, what are you saying that you would say? Is this the case? The manager backing him, saying, "Look, we believe in you. You've done it at Chelsea. We know you can do it again." How, how do you kind of just not not justify? It? What's the thinking behind it? I think you have to take a couple of steps back here before you talk about the football. I think. It's important to know the history we have with Joe, um, you know, since we've come into the Premier League and, and you know, what happened um, against Luton. Disclaimer, I don't know Joe. Um, we have a mutual friend in common, but I don't know Joe. And, and in a way, I, I make it sort of my business. I don't want to know uh, players, especially players of, of a team you support and you have emotional reactions to. You want to you leave that kind of distance sometimes. But if anyone was gonna was gonna ask me, like you know, oh, is there any Forest players you'd like to have a drink with? I don't know why who'd be asking me this. But if anybody did, there were there'd only be two names for me. It'd be Joe Worrell and Ryan Yates. They're the only two people that I would happily sit down and and 
and have a drink with because you know we've got that bond there's there's something in common you know and i really appreciate everything that they try to leave out on the pitch so i so i don't know i just want to get that out this might be this might be a, a bit of a sort of monologue just just kind of go with me i have genuinely been outraged by some of the stuff i've read like it's i mean you can have an opinion it's free country of course you can but but there has to be lines surely you know you, you have to, you have to i mean the times we're in now people are sort of forgetting to be human that's that's just what football is at the moment now that that's that's modern that's just modern fandom isn't it you know it's it's myopic it's it's hysterical you know there's plenty of other channels on youtube that that deal in hysteria and you know it seems to be the the thing you know it's quite enjoyable you know to chuck logic and reason out the window and and to to be part of a pylon you know but that, that we're not going to be able to change that that's just the way it is but when you're talking about someone you know who's been through so much recently if you think about the weight of all that you know the the, the tragedy of it all it if you you'd know you'd know if you ever lost anyone that you loved you'd know exactly what the stages of grief are and you'd know how how hard it must be to to cop you know to compartmentalize you know my professional and my personal so in amongst all that you know did he make let's go back to luton did he make mistakes yeah of course he did you know he 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 should he could have done better but then you go well should he have been placed in that situation should you have put him in cold should you have matched him up against uh, elijah adebayo that's on management you know they're the ones who watch him every week they were the ones you know who would know that oh no he's he's fully capable you know we've seen him against the likes of taiwo in in training and and wood and sangare he's he's fine he he'll be able to handle that or they might have you know seen that maybe he's not maybe he's not the the best against uh, real kind of physical players but who knows that's that's a management thing you know we can talk about that and you guys have talked about that very well about the looting gear let's move on for that but i just it just goes back to people having short memories you know it wasn't long ago that uh, you know daniel taylor's piece in the the athletic um, about joe you know when we found out you know about about the tragedy in his life and then he has a worldie against chelsea you look under the comments of that that article you'll see everyone's you know oh joe we love joe we love joe cut to you know paul taylor's piece in the athletic and you've got people piling on and 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 you know laying the blame uh, at warrell's feet when really the blame should have been spread very evenly you know it wasn't just him but just going back to obviously bringing it back into why i would put him in if he's got the kind of mental and emotional uh ability to play this game and i would back someone like joe wall as as being made of that kind of stern stuff you'd want him back in there if i was joe wall i'd want to you know if i if i knew that i could do it i'd want to be back in there you know you know when you play you know amateur stuff when you play you know if you had a bad game the, the thing you're looking forward to is getting back out there playing next week you know so you can write all that and and you know just on a basic level who would you put in a 3 at the moment let's forget about all that and forget about how much i love the guy who would you put in you know would you move murillo who's having a great time at the left at the, on the left hand side would you would you move him to the right no 
Bolly, leave Bolly where he is in the middle. Niakate is an interesting one. I, I mean, I've it, it seems to be a bit of a trend that he's quite uh, odd with his decision making. Would you trust him? Would you put him in? Would you put him like you said? Would you put him in the middle or would you put him on the left? And would you? So when you look at it like that, Felipe, I know we've seen pictures of him uh, back in training, but you know how sharp is he going to be? So what do you do? You don't want Aurier there either, because I saw that experiment against City, and we all saw that, and it wasn't wasn't great. Well, do you risk uh, temps? Uh, someone's put in the comments. Omobamidelli. I mean, we don't see him train, or Felipe hasn't. hasn't he's trained. not made. Sorry, Temp. He's not made a match day squad. Yeah, we don't. Really injured, I don't think so. What? What's you know the route? There's rumours flying around that you know he's not necessarily showing it or bringing it as 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 much as Murillo is in training. But, you know, he he's not quite the the answer either here. I'm a he's not going to play this weekend and, and Joe Earl's not going to start this weekend. And all everything that Ash has said is, is valid. Of course, we should be mindful of that. But Steve Cooper picks a football team to win a game. He's just seen a lad have a, have a rough 15 minutes. And for that reason, he's not going to pick him to start this game um, at, at the weekend. That said... In two to three weeks' time, when Joe has tipped up at training and a need presents itself, an injury, a suspension, whatever, he won't hesitate to put him put him back in. So I don't want to read any more, any more into it than that, really. As a man manager, Steve Cooper's exceptional. And I think that he will judge that Joe won't start this game against against Liverpool, hence the, the team that I've, I've selected. Applaud everything that um, Arsh has said, and we should be mindful of um, the reactions and the and the, the kind of human feelings of these players that he, he he won't select Joe for the full game. But we've seen this film before. We've seen this film last season, and it had a happy ending. He came back. He made all those mistakes. He went away. He was out of the team. He he came back stronger. So I, you know, if you're going to back any any player in this current team to to come back and have a bit of fire in his belly, fire in his belly, then it's Joe. I'll back him to do that. I'll, I'll back Joe Wall to have a man of the match performance at some stage um, in in the next few weeks. But it it, it won't be the Liverpool game. He'll uh, he'll he'll sit this one out, or at least or at least be on the bench bench for this. And you know, I I I really like the guy, and he's he's been for a uh, an incredible amount as you've you've just articulated. But this this isn't the one for him. Let's back him when he gets back into the side, um, be it against Villa or who or whoever else. Um, but this is uh, this is Murillo, Bolly, and, and Neocarte's job at the weekend. Uh, let's move on to my team, which doesn't have Joe Worrell. And doesn't anyone have... could be in this. Look at these graphics. I'm expecting Van Hooydonk and Sheringham. Sheringham and Van Hooydonk in this one. <laughs> okay, so my team doesn't have three centre-backs, and I'll, I'll argue why. So for people who are listening, um, Turner in goal, Aurier, Bolly, Murillo and Aina. Uh, I really agonise over those four-backs. I'll talk about that. Um, Mangala, Sangari, Dominguez in midfield. And then Gibbs White in support of Wood with Elanga stuck off on the side to try and get in behind Trent Alexander-Arnold and attack uh, Canate, as Arsha mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I know obviously three at the back is normally preferable in these away games. And I was going to go for that. But then I kind of thought, I think Liverpool are going to score anyway. I think they're better than Chelsea. Uh, so... Our best way, I think, is to try and get maybe restrict them to one goal and get one ourselves or two goals or something like that. Obviously, we scored two last season there. Uh, and I quite like that counter-attacking threat that we carry with Elanga and Gibbs-White. And I don't think you can drop any of those three midfielders. So I think on this occasion, it probably came down to Gibbs-White or Elanga or an extra centre-half. And I was back in the extra centre-half. 
uh, the extra forwards, excuse me, and then uh, the fullbacks. Uh, I really like Toffolo. I think he's done a really good job. I just think Aina's got this reputation as a great one-on-one defender, and obviously Mo Salah is the best uh, right winger in the Premier League. So I kind of think you need someone who's going to go up against him. But if Toffolo plays, I would certainly back him to have a good game. And I was equally tempted to leave out Serge Aurier. Um, I know the other lads said he had one bad game. I don't think he's been quite as at it this season as in last. Obviously, it's not his fault he played centre-half against Man City, but he just went wandering for Haaland's goal as well. Uh, so I was tempted there. But I keep faith with him. And I equally, like I said, I'd be happy to keep faith with um, Harry Toffler if he plays. And then in goal, there's obviously the you know question marks over Matt Turner longer term, but I wouldn't change goalie here. I think whoever plays is going to be very busy. Um, so if Lacodemos comes in and has a stinker, then you're really at square one. So that was my thinking there. Any thoughts uh, on that one? Well, just just the pick in the back four in this kind of game would, would be a, a seismic change in the thinking of, of Forrest on the road against top six contenders. It would be a signal of confidence. It would be a signal of faith in that midfield three and a massive signal of faith in in Bolly and, and Murillo to be able to occupy the centre-half berth in the Premier League. So I, I like that intent. It's about having a chance to go and get three points rather than trying to, to settle for one. And if, if, if he was to go with that shape, regardless of, of personnel, it would, it would talk a lot about Cooper's mindset, the style of football he wants to play, and his ambition for this season. Mm. I think another thing behind it is I back our midfield so much more than last season. Like, I mean, I was a broken record last season saying our midfield's a problem and we're too weak, we're getting battered in midfield every week. But this three, I'm not saying they're going to dominate against Liverpool, but I think they'd be competitive enough to the point that you could happily go with those three. And I'm so high on Murillo that I would back him and Bolly as a two versus I guess it's going to be um, Darwin Nunes and then you're going to have probably Diaz and Salah either side of them. So I feel like it's obviously a big gambles player back four. Um, but I, I kind of, it's kind of a screw it, go for attitude, which isn't good for Steve Cooper when he needs results, as every Premier League manager does. But I don't know. Do you think I'm mad, Arsha? I mean, when you look at who they're up against, though, in that midfield, you know, Soboslai is... Man, he's like, for me, he's the one to watch. If you can separate your personal feelings in this game and you can actually appreciate a player, watch him. He has been absolutely tearing it up. He is brilliant. The way he progressed the ball, he's just so powerful. He's slippery. He's doing exactly what he did um, at Salzburg and Leipzig. He is like, he is a signing. That is a great signing. And then they've got Ryan um, Gravenberg, who's come in and he's hit the ground running. He sort of sits in between being a six and an eight and he's already got assists. Alexis McAllister, you know, that, that like, whoever they pick, whichever blend they go with, it's going to be a, a tough game. Mm. You know, and, and, and I think, just going back to your team, like, if we'd have beat Luton, I could stomach maybe this, that team, you know, a bit more. You'd sort of go, okay, you know, why not? Why not go for it? But the feeling now is, you know, especially like you say with, you know, Steve Cooper possibly... Needing a bit of a, you know, needing to generate a sort of a bit of positivity, maybe. I don't think you 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 would go, you know, two, two at the back. It definitely feels like it's congest the middle, get back, and and try and hope to God that you get something on the counter and that you're efficient enough to to finish it. If we're going to get anything, what about Woods' temps in a 
in a formation where he's lacking support? Would you worry that he's... Because he's not as mobile as Taiwo. That was another thing I'm thinking that he needs two in and around him to make him more effective. Or can he do a job and occupy a whole defence on his own? Well, Osh, you made an interesting point about the, the right side being relatively weak because of Trent Alexander-Arnold's tendency to, to step in. Andy Robertson's missing as well, so Simicast will probably have to play left-back. I think Chris Wood's problem is he's, he's going to face up against a, an in-form Virgil van Dijk who can be um, physically dominant and will relish that battle against um, a player of, of Chris Wood's stature. So leading the line against a you know, pretty dynamic back four with Van Dijk at the heart of it, it isn't something that um, I'd relish too much. Chris Wood lives for those battles, but he's got he's got it all on to win his duels, to win um, ball in the air, and to you know to retain the ball as, as we look to to get up the pitch. I think uh, Greg Ora made an interesting point in the in the comments there. What is our relative strength against Liverpool? Is it our central three against against their central three? Two new blends who are kind of um, getting into a way of playing in a in a in a new city in a new setup in a in a league that's unfamiliar to to, to most of them. So I think that that battle is quite intriguing. What are the odds of Chris Wood physically dominating Vir, Virgil Van Dijk? Slim to none. Can he drag him around? Is he gonna is he gonna shape up man to man with him? Can he be a bit of a decoy for our our runners to to get in and around down the sides? I don't know. I just I can't help but think that um, this this isn't a game for for long ball. Um, given the relative strength of of, of their centre halves, and I, I just wonder as I think about it more, if within the confines of whatever shape we play, Cooper will look to find a way to exploit those fullbacks. Yeah, and one other thing that makes Liverpool a bit of a tough read is they had two sent off at, at St James's Park. I think they had one sent off at um, Tottenham, so they've had dis- not disciplinary problems because well they have. People can argue about some of those red cards. So I'm not sure they've shown a lot of resolve there, but then you know, Van Dyke got himself sent off against Newcastle by not defending well. So I'm not really sure how good or bad they are defensively. I think they're very good, but maybe they're not quite as not good enough that we can't get at them. So I was kind of thinking, give it a go. But either way, obviously it's going to be a massively tough game, uh, and if we do get anything there, it's going to be a great result. Just uh, I don't think we'll get battered though. Just quickly before we move on away from the game, just talk about the fixtures. Do either of you worry we're going to get battered or not? No, they're tired. They're tired. Three games in seven days, played on Wednesday night, did they? Did they play last night? So, no, we're not going to get battered. No. Arsha? I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's the worst answer ever. Don't say, don't say anything massively <laughs> ambitious on this podcast. <laughs> bites you on the arse. Yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, no. But what I will say is that Obviously, working out in Liverpool, um, I saw a lot. I went to Anfield quite a lot and I saw a lot of their football and I was quite surprised. Like, I obviously went there expecting that, you know, the heavy metal stuff, you know, the the kind of gegen pressing stuff from Germany. And when I got there, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really Metallica. It was like Bon Jovi football. It was, you know, yes, they were sort of doing a bit of that. They were doing a bit of that high pressing, but it just felt like they didn't, they weren't slavish to that kind of one way of, of doing it, you know, plan A, if plan A fails, do plan A better. I actually saw them and I actually thought, wow, these guys really play the odds. They're, they're quite happy to be dirty and, and you know, just and, and employ anything to win. They seem to be a team now that's set up to just win, you know, never mind all that other stuff. Never keep your Deserbies, keep your Postacoglu, all that stuff. This team and it's they're firing now. They they look like they are just a team that will do anything to win. 
Someone pointed out, Tommy pointed out quite right, they play tonight. They play Toulouse tonight in the Europa League. And as Simon says underneath, I don't know if you saw that, Sam, uh, about your, <laughs> you did. <laughs> your dry cleaning's turned up. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to thank Laura's mum. That's her podcast debut, bringing some crisply ironed shirts around. Much appreciated as ever. Thanks for the well, shout out, Simon. <laughs> yes, people who still work in offices have to dress a lot smarter than I do uh, when I do these things. So, yes, thank you to Mrs. Temple's mother for doing the business there. Right. Uh, well, just move away from the game uh quickly for the last couple of minutes just talk about the fixture changes that have happened um there's some real stinkers most notably um temps newcastle away boxing day is now at 12 30 i think there's six that have changed in total i suppose obviously fans are unhappy about it the flip side is we're in the premier league and we're at the mercy of broadcasters uh, do we have to just live with it as bad as it is for fans you know, Greg said in our group, didn't he? Wish I was back in League One. Saturday at three o'clock, <laughs> Saturday at three o'clock every week. You've got to be careful what you wish for. Look, yeah, this, is the Derby fan, yeah. this is the Greg. reason why we get tens of millions of pounds pouring into our football club for broadcast rights is because we're at the at the whim of the broadcasters. So whilst it is inconvenient for, for all of us, we, we have to accept the the stature and the cash, frankly, that, that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another guest appearance. <laughs> is that a random strange attempt or is that no, someone just, you know? Laura's Laura, Laura dad's here now as well. So yeah, look. Just runs an open door policy. Half of the town's got a key to my house. <laughs> um, Asha, obviously, I mean, it's really rough on the fans who are going up to Newcastle uh, mostly. And then I think the 30th game against um, Man United has been changed. A couple of, a lot of kickoffs, six fixtures changed. But I guess you sympathise with fans, obviously, don't you? Yeah, I mean, and they're tricky places to get to as well from, from Nottingham, I guess, being centrally, everywhere's tricky. But that, this is what we are now. We're, we're a show. We're a show and we're subject to whenever you're going to be put on, you know, TV. You're, you're subject to broadcast schedules whenever they want to put you out. That's, that's what they do now. And like Temp says, that's, that's why we get the money and that's why we can sort of push on as a club so it's it's a tricky one don't we quite like spurs on a friday night 15th of december i don't mind that i, I like friday night football yeah yeah i'm working right uh any other business before we depart uh temps uh, anything from laura's dad anything he wants to chip in no, I mean, obviously, if there's any cleaners out there or any general service providers that want want a key to let themselves in, join recordings, that's absolutely absolutely fine. More than happy to, to get one. Preferably, preferably Forest fans. Yeah. <laughs> Ask for anything before we depart? No, just uh, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting game um, and, and let's be, be nice to people. Yes, uh, I am looking forward to it. Uh, someone says in the comments, if we can keep Salah quiet, as half the job done. I mean, Everton kept him quiet for 90 minutes and he still scored in stoppage time and stuck a penalty away. I'm not sure even keeping him quiet uh, covers it, but we'll still do our best. It's a funny one with him, though, because I feel like he's he's putting up numbers. He's not necessarily putting, like, you know, crazy performances together. If you've watched his games, you'll see... He's definitely putting up numbers, but he's not sort of like, oh, yeah, you know, you remember absolutely everything he did in that game. So, again, look, when you're that good, you can put up numbers. Yeah, that's the thing. You notice that I've stopped short of giving you a score prediction this week, so nobody shouts at me in the immediate aftermath of this. Give us a score prediction. Match. Give us a score prediction now. You've, <laughs> you've walked into that. 2-1 Liverpool. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll bag without just too much going forward. I do hate these um, scorpions. Is that your washing coming downstairs? Uh, yeah, that's his washing now. 
<laughs> well, at least we know you're clean. Exactly. <laughs> People on iTunes, uh, uh, yeah, wishing they were watching this on YouTube or just wondering what what the hell we're on about. Um, yeah, uh, am I captaining Salah? Someone asked. Yes, I am because I think Liverpool will win and he'll score. Uh, I'll, I'll say uh, uh, two one or two nil as well. Um, yeah, Liverpool. I think we'll give him a good game and we might get a goal, but I don't think there's anything wrong in saying I think we shall lose the game. Uh, I just hope a meltdown doesn't ensue afterwards because it's pretty. Pretty likely that we do, but let's emerge with credit. Arsha, give us a scoreline, just brief. I hate these predictions because they're nonsense, yeah. but I feel like I have to give you the opportunity to give one as well. They're awful, but I guess what we've got going is there's a bit of an away factor, more so than there is at home at the moment. You know, it's just, that's a turn up for the books. Yeah, 2-1, I'll, I'll go with you guys. You know, hopefully we do get you know on the on the score sheet, but I can't I can't see us being Liverpool. No, no, we won't do these predictions again because nine times out of ten, we usually, people just say Forest is going to win. So I kind of want to keep this going to see what's going to happen with Temps behind us next. See who else Yeah, well, exactly. Right, I think it's okay. Uh, we shall leave it there. Thanks very much to everyone who's joined us. Uh, do like and subscribe. I think we need 10 subscribers to get to 8,000 on YouTube. So if there's 10 people watching this who want to help us out, that would be good. In the meantime, have a good few days, everyone. And we shall be back on Monday to review the game and see how Forrest got on. So thank you very much. And we shall see you soon.